Not like this. Not like this. Too late. A.K.A. The Essential Employee with my co-host. This is Eli, A.K.A. Bobby Digital. Ah, uh, see, they don't know that one. They don't know about Bobby Digital. Because <laughs> we're the only ones that watch the Hulu show. <laughs> you analog motherfuckers, what's up? <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, we're back with the episode. And, yeah, this is uh, this kind of going to be a sad episode. This is kind of like a swan song for us. Now, we're not ending, but we'll get to exactly why we feel so sad, Linda, if you stick around with us long enough to find out what's going on. So stick with us, and you'll see why Eli and I are both sad. Now, it's a lot of news going around right now. We got the coronavirus going on right now, and it's affecting everybody. We I know we said two weeks ago it was going to be the last time we talk about it, but it seems to be ramping up, and it's affecting everything and everybody, and I'm pretty sure everybody has been affected by it some way, somehow. If not your health, your pocketbook, your time, something has been affected. And so a uh, good thing about it is that so the Congress or Trump or whoever, they are going to give us some, they say help is on the way. So they're actually going to give us a stimulus check for $1,200. Now, I'm pretty sure everybody on the news, has, uh, everybody listening has heard that. And we're not like CNN or Fox News. But since it is a big deal and everybody's going to get a check, we might as well just talk about it, you know, because there's a lot of confusion going around. So, yeah, so basically the stipulation of the check if you have filed your taxes between 2018 to 2019, you're eligible. And they're trying to roll these checks out within the next three weeks. And they talk about they may give us another check maybe in the fall. Who knows? But they're saying this is going to roll out in three weeks from now. Uh, are you eligible? And if you have kids, those kids can get five. You're going to get $500 per kid. However, the kid has to be under 17. So that 35-year-old that's still living under your house, sorry, he doesn't qualify. So don't find dollars for him. Um, if you have a kid on the way, you can still file. You just can't file right then. You'll have to wait till you file your like your 2020 taxes coming up and stuff like that. So yeah, exciting times. I know for a lot of people, twelve hundred dollars like woohoo. Uh, people live in big cities like toe. You know, so take, <laughs> take it as it goes. You yeah, know? I'll yeah I'll I ain't gonna say shit. Cause I'm a be, cause I'm gonna be pissed off. <laughs> don't no, don't say that. Cause I know some people, some people are not working right now, so you're waiting on that money to take care of the money that you're supposed yeah. to be spending. Because let's be honest with you, if you're working hard, twelve hundred dollars may or may not be maybe two weeks worth of work. May not even yeah. be that. Yeah. Well, you know? for some, that's like a rent check. That's one month's rent. Right. So I mean, f- for some, twelve hundred dollars really ain't shit. That's true. You know. Yeah. Um. So. But for a household and, with two with two parent home, that's twenty four hundred. Yeah, it all depends. I mean, it d- depends. Like my city, St. Paul, our mayor suspended rent and mortgage payments for the time Wait, being. Okay, let me ask you about that. Let me yeah. ask you about that because, like I said, it's so much shit that has happened since the last time we talked, Eli. It's like every time I talk to you on a weekly basis for like two months have gone by. 
Because <laughs> yeah, so no much shit. shit keeps coming out. So yes, they suspended rent, but have they have they just suspended that they can't kick you out, or they actually suspended rent? Because my apartment complex is still like charge, like still charging rent, and my light company is still charging. Like they just won't cut your shit off. Yeah, they yeah they made it illegal. You can't get your shit turned off, and they're suspending rent for the time being. Um, but is the rent still collecting? That's the thing. I don't know how if they're gonna. Yeah, see that's stupid. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, because like, my that, that would make, is still collecting. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. And that's the thing is, you know that that determines whether or not, you know how much this check is. I mean, yeah, I don't want to get into it because I'm gonna start going off for an hour. You know, <laughs> we I, got I, other stuff we need to go. On. I still like think this is like, I still think this is just a you know, this is just the government here. Throw the throw the peasants some crumbs while we fuck them in the ass. That's basically <laughs> while this is. <laughs> while the big businesses get millions and millions yeah. on top of this. Yeah, so, the, the, yeah. The, big, the big corporations that don't that get tax breaks are going to give the, the, the peasants, all the overworked, underpaid workers, a, a taxable check. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, here's the thing that I think is also good. Like, we talked about um, the stimulus check. Now, Trump also, now I got to give him, I don't know whether to give him credit for this or to not for this also, but he has uh, basically put student loans on hold, which mm-hmm. that specifically affects me. So since they've been already taken out of my check anyway, that's money I can just hold myself. But here's the thing. Are they still collecting interest on those? Things? They say no. Okay. They say no. And I think they're just going to back end the payments. Yeah. To, to you know, just going to back end it, but without the interest. So... Yeah. So basically, it's like I, I it would be easier for me just to pay it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, when finally when we do get out of this coronavirus bullshit, whatever like that, you're gonna have all kind of debt you're gonna have to pay, and you because you haven't been that. working, I'm, you I'm, don't have yeah, way to pay see, it off. That's what I'm saying. They can throw fifty billion at a or fifty million per fucking corporation, but they can't wipe out student debt. Fuck off. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. See, now I'm getting mad. Money. I'm getting mad. I'm getting mad again. <laughs> okay. Will you save your anger, Eli? I need you to direct that anger towards the other topic when we get there. <laughs> you know. I need you to see red then, not not now. You know. <laughs> fucking suits. Because <laughs> <laughs> we got other people to get pissed off at. Uh. Also, yeah. So we're recording this on April first. We are finally out of March. Holy fuck! We're finally out of March. March was a rough month. And yeah, it seemed like the way it's going, it's going to get rougher. But the point is, we're out of April, and today, Eli, is April Fool's Day. It is. Yeah. So today is the only day that people fact check articles on Facebook. <laughs> Any other day, they're just like, "Oh well, I believe it." Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, stupid shit. Uh, now we should have got to this earlier. You had something you want to talk about. We had a, a sad death that happened. Uh, oh, yeah, so want yeah. you to yeah deal with that yeah rest in peace to Stuart gordon um he was the director of reanimator classic horror movie one of the best zombie movies ever made he also directed from beyond uh which is another great uh hp lovecraft movie um castle freak dolls he he, he made a lot of weird you know horror movies through the 80s and 90s um of course, Reanimator is a classic based on an H.P. Lovecraft story. And yeah, he was in his 70s. I be- he, didn't del- he didn't die of the coronavirus. Right. He died of like natural causes, organ failure or whatever. So, uh, so rest in peace, Stuart Gordon. Um, yeah, Reanimator. Let's do a commentary, yo. 
we got to do a commentary. I mean, we have nothing else. We'll, we'll get to why we're going to be bored for the this, next few. And, and Reanimator isn't, like, scary. It's, like, cheesy and funny. It's, you know, it's got to be. It's a, a B-movie. Movie. It is, yes. Okay. So I think you can handle it. You know? <laughs> if you get too scared, you know, we'll yeah. cut it off. Won't have to sleep with the lights on after or nothing oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, homie. <laughs> Yeah. Oh shit. So yeah, we, we, we'll see. We'll see. We we gotta we gotta map out our direction for the time being. Oh uh, yeah, cause like I said, Eli, this thing is re- you know what the coronavirus really hit me. Not the the virus hit me. I'm I'm healthy as a horse right now, even though my eating habits is going to shit. But it finally got real to me earlier today, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because I went to Raising Cane's, you know, the chicken place. Oh, yeah. So that should tell you right now that. <laughs> My my diet is all fucked to hell. That be going to raising canes, but the thing is, you can't go inside of raising canes because you know all places have been yeah. locked off of quarantine like this. So you have to go through the drive through. So I went through the drive through, ordered the the caniac combo. You know, no coleslaw, extra toast. Why do they have coleslaw served anywhere? I have no idea, but I digress. Let's get to the point. They asked me what I wanted to drink, and that's when I got sad because when I go to the drink at raising canes, here's the drink that I get. I get half sprite. Have fruit punch, mix it together oh, ever so slightly, and that's what you made, yo. Yeah. yeah, you know, make your own drink. But I can't tell them that. I can't tell the because then it make me sound like I'm stuck up or something like that. You know, uh, ever so slightly lemonade uh, mixed with my sprite with a t- dash of cherry drink and mix it all together. And let me taste it. And if it doesn't look right, go back and try it again. I can't do that. So now I'm stuck with just sprite, and that's it. Like man. Now the coronavirus is like affecting my livelihood. <laughs> so that's my thing. Or you could just go, oh, maybe you can't, depending on the store shelves. I'll say just go to the store and get. Hindsight is twenty twenty. I could have done that too. Just got the Sprite. Right. Got like a, a apple juice or, or a Minute Maid or some shit, you know, yeah. and then come back and drink that. Oh, I also want to say this. Let's talk about Hawaiian That's punch. That's stores got it because store shelves are fucking empty. And they don't have because- anything. They still don't have toilet paper. I still don't have water. I, Eli, I was finally able to drink water this week. Oh, yeah? But it's all gone now. I would suspect that. Yeah. I had four gallons that I bought by Sunday. It's gone now. <laughs> Was, that's crazy, man. Yeah. yeah, so now I have to wait for them to restock because that's when I had it. So, so yeah, so I could have – another thing I want to talk about that. So we had Fruit Punch, and I could have drunk Fruit Punch with my Sprite, but I do want to say this one thing. Please, since we've all been quarantined and things that we're starting to realize things about ourselves and things that we can do with and do without, can we please do away with Hawaiian Punch? Hawaiian Punch is nasty as shit. I don't like Hawaiian Punch. What the it hell, It is a man? disgusting drink. We do not need to drink it. It's a gallon for two dollars that should tell you something right there eli i went at my grocery store everything is sold out toilet paper bread water everything an entire shelf of hawaiian punch is still there nobody's touching it now look i understand we all drunk it you don't like mountain Dew. you don't like root beer i, I can like- i can deal with root beer i can hawaiian i can deal with <laughs> you know Do you like donuts i love like donuts. donuts i love donuts <laughs> Do you like potato chips? I like, love potato chips, but Hawaiian so Punch cool. is where I draw the line. Do you I, like blowjobs? Like what? <laughs> like you hate everything? <laughs> like, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> that is not how you give a blowjob. I am out. <laughs> no, I don't do that. No, I'm just saying that Hawaiian Punch is where I draw the line. That is really, really disgusting. Like, I'll drink Mountain Dew. I'll drink root beer. It's not my favorite drink. But I'll drink it. Hawaiian Punch, I'll draw the line. That is some shit we do not need to drink. First off, 
it does not get cold no matter how much you put in the freezer, no matter how much you put, put you put in the refrigerator. Uh, it has a nasty, salty, chalky aftertaste to it. And the only reason we even drink it is because it's so fucking cheap that our five-year-old birthday parties, our parents used to serve this shit to us. So I, we need to stop the cycle. Do not buy Hawaiian punch anymore for your kids at their birthday party. Don't, don't, don't punish them like this. Don't abuse them like this. Let's let's break the cycle. This is things we need to learn what about from. Drink. You like grape drink? I like grape drink. Look, Kool Aid is fine. Do Kool Aid. Don't do Hawaiian punch. That's that's all I'm saying. Oh man, I was feeling busting because we have to fill in time for the next subject that is completely gone out, gone to hell. But let's move on to the next part of this. This is the comic book bullies where we used to talk about movies, uh, but we can't do that anymore because the last box office total of movies that came out was zero. Yeah. So oh, I, I I finally saw Bloodshot. I did watch. You Bloodshot. did watch Bloodshot. Okay, I gave a review. I got to hear your review for it. You know who hasn't given a review yet? Ogar has not given us a review yet. I thought they did one. I thought they just recorded one or something. He did not. I didn't listen to it yet. He, does, okay. he has not done it. I keep bugging yeah. the shit out of him. Where's the review? Where's the review? Oh, we've been busy. Busy doing what? Recording. <laughs> That's the thing. You can't say you've been busy doing anything because nobody is busy doing anything. <laughs> Give me my fucking review. <laughs> well, he's seen it like five times already, so I we know he likes it. Or maybe he doesn't like it. He's trying to convince himself. Stockholm Syndrome? <laughs> Indoctrination? <laughs> but yeah, I, want, I want to get your review. What did you think about Bloodshot? It was okay. That's what it, I said. It was okay. <laughs> I mean, I liked it. I, it should have been rated R. You know, that's my main thing. It should have been rated R. It should have had all the bloody violence, like like Deadpool, like John Wick. If it went, If it was like hard R like that shit, it would have been dope. But because of the PG-13 rated, it was watered down. And then we're just left with, like you said, a story we've already seen before. Like RoboCop. Like, uh, you know. Universal Soldier. Like Universal Soldier. Fucking Last Kiss Goodnight. You know, those. those now, the you know, director, director said he also borrowed from Memento, Christopher Nolan. I'm like, fuck out of here. Oh, you should have <laughs> not have said that. Now right. I don't like the movie. <laughs> this is not cinema. <laughs> <laughs> That pretentious bullshit. Fuck right. <laughs> if he was said, yeah, I, but it was RoboCop, I would have been, yeah, man. <laughs> don't don't name a Christopher Nolan movie to make it seem like you're you're elevating this above something. No, you're not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, I've since I I have read some Bloodshot. I was a little familiar with the story, and I knew where it was going. Oh shit! Um, Should we do Bloodshot? The the book you want to read Bloodshot? I don't know. We'll talk. Okay. (laughs) But uh, like I said, you know, if it was just divide, like the action was fine. What was, what it, what was there was fine. It just, they just could have pushed it. That's all. I, 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 it's like Venom. If Venom was rated R and had gore and shit, it would have been dope, you know? And that's how I feel about this. If they just pushed the violence. I got to call you out on this. That is your criticism for every single movie we've ever reviewed. Yeah, it's not violent enough. It needs more violence. Yeah, it's not violent. Enough. It's not violent. Enough. <laughs> they need balls ripped off and shoved down. Yeah, their a- a- like anus. La- the last Rambo movie. What? The last Rambo movie wasn't violent enough. What the fuck, <laughs> man? Come on. <laughs> Come on. The last Rambo movie. It was like half the movie was like a fucking CW drama. I don't know where my dad is. What oh, the hell? Do- it, w- it turned into a snuff <laughs> film in the last thirty minutes. 
The last, yeah, the last minute in the bunker, or yeah, the last ten minutes in the bunker was dope. <laughs> <laughs> now, now you're woke. Okay, now you're awake. Okay, okay, here we go. Now let's go. But the the episode of you know Gossip Girl that happened for the first forty five minutes. That was- <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you can at least say Batwoman or some shit. You know, if you're gonna name a CW show. <laughs> Yeah, the nine zero two one zero episode. Right. <laughs> that, that's that so what they sing, you know. <laughs> yeah, that was whack. But you know, yeah, I mean, that's the thing is they we've seen so many comic book movies, and Marvel has their thing. We we're already familiar with the watered down, bloodless, cheesy violence that are the Marvel movies. We're used to that. So mm-hmm. if you if you want to stand out, give us something brutal and bloody and shit. And that's Sony could have did that. With the Valiant verse, if they if they made a hard R movie, that would have been dope, you know, you know that that and that's why I like the Hellboy movie because the Hellboy was brutal and bloody. That's I'll give what you that. made that. I give you that. It was. It was. You know, so that's that's my thing. It, had it gone the hard R, I would have probably liked it a lot more. But in the end, it was just a PG thirteen okay Vin Diesel movie yeah that, like i said i don't know bloodshot but it, it to me it was just a vin diesel movie like you've seen one you've seen them all so got my money's worth but it, it didn't separate itself from the crowd just like you said so like yeah. if you watch a marvel movie you know you're watching a marvel movie but this watching a valiant movie just like okay <laughs> i don't because that's what bloodshot is. bloodshot's punisher with the healing factor right you know <laughs> a pg-13 punisher movie is gonna suck <laughs> pretty much i think we've had no. them and they suck so yeah, that's why Warzone's fucking awesome. <laughs> now that we did do a review on that one, yeah, I was going to say we need to do a commentary before we've done a commentary on it. We've done a commentary, yeah. find it, listen to it. It's awesome. So yeah, uh, moving past that, actually, some other shit I want to talk about. I want to do some house cleaning. Nice. Not our house. Uh, this geeks and comics house, and uh, and okay. maybe Comic Cast also. I, no, not Comic Cast, the Boogie Show, I think. Okay, so here's the, here's the house cleaning I want to do on there. Because I heard some information, I want to do some quick fact-checking on there. They were uh, talking about how, you know, since the movie theaters are closed and all the new uh, movies have dropped on there, like uh, The Hunt and Birds of Prey and Bloodshot, like you said, um, Bad Boys 3, and all these other movies, like a whole bunch of it onward, all these movies have dropped on, on iTunes and digital media right now also. So people are up in arms because they're getting misinformation right now, thinking that, since the movies are online right now, that is $20 to rent the movies. It's not. If you pay $20, you buy the movie. They are your movies. There's only one movie on there right now that if you pay $20 for, you rent, and that is The Hunt. And the reason The Hunt is like that because Universal has changed their policies, but they're going to start releasing movies the same day as they release them in the theaters, whenever the theaters open back up. So whenever Universal comes out a movie at the same time in the theaters, it's going to come out on the same time on iTunes. However, movie on iTunes will be worth $20. But every other movie on there right now, Birds of Prey, uh, The Invisible Man, um, Bloodshot, what you just said, Onward, all the movies like that, they're $20 right now. But if you pay $20, you have the movie. You can watch it as many times as you want to. So that's what I wanted to say. So in that case, it's worth yeah. it. The yeah, hunt, I, I, don't own know blood, I own Bloodshot, yeah. Exactly. You didn't rent Bloodshot for $20. I think that, is, that shit is stupid as hell. I'm rent for $20? That's stupid. Even if you didn't, I like I said, The Hunt is $20 right now to rent. If I just wait a month or two, it'll be $20 to buy. So that would be stupid yeah. as hell for me to just rent it right now. Yeah, that's why I haven't seen it yet. I'm like, eh, do I want to pay $20? For a movie you can't even keep. Like, why? <laughs> 
when you just wait, pay the exact same amount of money, and that's it. Now, if it was like three, four dollars, I'm like to rent this, and it that's fine. But I must admit, sometimes I'll buy a movie that I haven't seen, and I'm like, damn. I'm never going to watch this movie again. And that is true. Is. I've done that myself also. <laughs> but whenever I do that, I mean, I've, it's only the movies that I'll buy that's $10 and under. Yeah. You know, if, if it's $10 and under, I'll pay for it, maybe watch it one time, and that's it. You know, like uh, Joker. <laughs> Joker was $10. I bought it one time, watched it with somebody. Uh, it shouldn't have was. I would probably never watch the movie again, but I own it just to say I have it. You just never know. Somebody might walk over and be like, hey. Yeah, because that's what I did. What's it called? It was uh, uh, the I own the what the fuck's that movie called again? The stripper movie. Why do you own a stripper movie? Please tell me it's a woman stripper movie. Because motherfuckers wanted. Please, see. please tell me it's Players Club. No, no, it's not. No, <laughs> goddamn. Why don't I own that? Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, the the J Lo stripper flick. What the fuck? I was thinking. Called? I was thinking you was talking about Magic Mike. I'm like, why the fuck do you own Magic Mike? <laughs> Not yet. I, I'm waiting for the the the, the bundle. The bundle. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, they, it was cheap. I hadn't seen it, and everyone wanted to check it out. Like fuck it, so I bought it, and now I own it. And I'm never gonna watch it again. Okay, um, but but you have it. The J. What's it called? I can't think of the fucking movie. The J Lo. Cash something. The J Lo. The, the the hustlers or hustlers. Is that it? Hustlers. hustlers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that it? Yeah, hustlers. Is that it? Hustlers. I think. Yeah. Okay. I own that now. Let's pretend like it is. Okay. <laughs> So I'm glad you own it. That's a good thing. So yeah. Um, uh, now can we move on to the next part of the podcast, the part where I can finally direct your anger at something specific? Oh yeah, let the hate flow. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, like I said, this is the comic book bullies, and we've run into a roadblock because since our main thing is talk about comic books, uh, spoiler alert coming to the end of the episode, this can be the last time that we're going to be able to review new comics. After this, we're done. For I think, the foreseeable I think a lot of people are going to be happy about that. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I didn't know you guys did that. We cut you off after you stopped talking about movies. <laughs> Once you start talking about comics, we stop. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, I see the analytics. I see it right when we start comics. <laughs> That's when the average time is. <laughs> so, yeah, but we like to talk about comics because we like to review comics and things like that. But we're done. We can't do it. Now, I want to stand my ground. Uh, Gomer and I have been going on about this all week. He has a his stance on it. I have my stance on it. Because uh, basically, like I said, comics industry has they've been hit just like everybody else has been hit. And I'm thinking that okay, yes, the comic industry has been hit, but since we're all having tough times right now, we're all being quarantined, we're looking for you know entertainment to take our mind off of the bullshit that's going on right now. That's why video game sales are going up right now. Movie sales are going up right now. So I'm thinking that you know. Comics would, of course, would go up and sell because it's a profession where everybody sits at home and don't go anywhere anyway. So you're thinking, OK, comics should be the least affected out of everything that's going on. And but no. <laughs> right. I was wrong. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> they got hit once harder again, than everybody else. Once again, the comic industry could totally capitalize on some shit. But no. <laughs> <laughs> Completely fucked. So let me let's back this up for people that didn't hear the rant we did last week and just back into what happened now. So the comic book industry, like I said, they got hit hard and every comic book local shop had a plan that, okay, what we're going to do, some of us are going to close, some of us are going to stay open if we can, and we're going to do curbside service and let people, oh, oh damn, close that down. You're getting loud, man. Yeah, that was Google. They, Waking they up the robots. The right. Google's telling me shut the fuck up. Okay. Uh, so they were going to do curbside service and, you know, so you can still get your new comics and things like that. 
but they can't do that because apparently the entire comic book industry every single local comic book shop in the country has one distributor one <laughs> who thought that was a brilliant idea i have no idea so apparently the distributed name is diamond comics distributors incorporated so every comic book uh label that comes with the marvel dc valiant idw image dark horse archie whatever the fuck else they all go through diamond comics distribution incorporated so if anything happens to diamond comic distribution incorporated where they can't ship books that's they're done you can't get anything so no comic book company and no comic book shop is going to get a new comic book for we don't know we don't, we don't know when they're going to get them again yeah we don't know what's going to happen we don't know what's going to happen we don't even know because these shops they're barely making a profit as it is as it, and as now it you goes. got you got the companies telling artists they suspended all projects right so now Pencils artists down. and writers yes. are like they're not doing shit you know right. they can't do anything not yeah. only that because diamond is saying now that since the uh the local comic shops can't make money to pay diamond diamond can't pay the companies to even ship the books so they can't even give them the money to even do anything. So the, the whole comic book industry right now is at a complete standstill. It has stopped. There is no movement whatsoever. And we don't, for the foreseeable future, and we don't know how long it is. Now, a lot yeah. of these comic book shops, since there's barely any profit in it anyway, they're making their profits month to month. So at least till April 30th, that's no profits. Mm -hmm. So that means that some of these shops are not going to make it a month. You know, they can't go a month without doing it before having to close stores. So that's going to be a big casualty right there. So what I was thinking is that, okay, so the comic book shops close. You can't do anything with them. Maybe they can still put these books out in other distribution forms, mainly digital. You know, okay, you can't get your books physical. Maybe get your books digital. You know, at least something, make some kind of profit. So, you know, some, you know, so the comic book industry can stay afloat some kind of way. Nope, not even doing that because there was this big outrage about, no, if you can't put the books out, then you shouldn't put digital out. So now all of the companies that could have put digital out just decided not to do it all of a sudden? Because, yeah, because all the comic book readers who want physical copies of the books aren't going to be able to read because they refuse to get digital that, That's exactly what happened. The, the comic book fans <laughs> So basically they're boycotted. pouting. They're yeah. pouting. They're throwing a hissy fit <laughs> because they won't read a fucking book on their fucking tablet. <laughs> because they still think that these books are worth anything in their hands. They're not. They're not worth the paper they're printing on. I keep saying this shit over and over again. If you bought a 1980s Web of Spider-Man comic number 85 back in 1986 for $1.50, you know how much that book is worth now? A dollar, if that. It hasn't gone up in price. It hasn't gone up in rate. Those Wizard Magazine books, those Comic Price Guys books where they used to put the, uh, oh, this is how much your book is worth now. Those numbers were bullshit. Those numbers were not real. They made those numbers. They pulled those numbers out of their ass. Comics aren't worth anything. So you buying these books thinking they have some collectability factor, monetarily wise, you're wasting your fucking time. It's the main reason the comics died in the 90s to begin with because people jumped on the bandwagon thinking Superman number 75 where he died from Doomsday thinking they were going to put their kids through college found out the book wasn't worth a damn then they left. Now you got a whole bunch of books that you can't do anything with. So here's the problem Eli. The comic book fans are killing the industry. <laughs> they are. and The whole comic book industry just and I don't want to be like this. I don't want to be like this because the thing is the people that listen to our podcast, Eli, they're they're not as hardcore 
in the comics as some of the other podcasters are. And I get that. And I and I, I designed it to be like that because I like to be, you know, like, we spoon feed you this shit. So I don't like to be as hard on comic books industry. I don't like to be as hard on comic industry as some of the other ones because we're trying to get people into comics. But when you yeah. see stupid shit like this, you have to you have to address this shit. You can't just stick your head in the sand and pretend like it doesn't exist and be like, you know, the house is on fire and you're just like, oh, everything's fine. Everybody's just, no, don't want to pay attention over here. Go on about your business. No, this is completely fucked what's going on right now. So the entire industry has been complete at a complete standstill, has come to a halt because of one distribution company and they're scared to make any kind of other money because of the audience that they cater to is boycotting. The stupidest shit ever. Because for one thing, if you look at the numbers, if you look at the data, uh, DC and Marvel and even the local comic shops have said this, that the digital numbers and the physical numbers are completely different audiences, completely different demographics. The people that buy digital don't even walk into the comic book shops. So the, the comic book fans that actually read the books, that buy the physical books, they don't have to be scared of digital. Digital is not the boogeyman. They're not coming to kill you. They're not coming to steal your comics and eat your kids and borrow $5 from you. That's completely different demographics so they can still make money. Why, why are we having this conversation in 2020? Why is the comic book industry still stuck in the 1990s business model when every other industry has already had this conversation 20 years ago? Mm. Like, take, take the video game industry, for instance. The video game mm. industry is way more profitable than the comic book industry. Um, GameStop. GameStop is a nationwide company. There's 4,000 stores with them. Uh, even though they closed 300, probably gonna close some more. But the point is that if GameStop were to close right now, every single store, all 4,000 stores right now, the video game industry would still still be okay. You can still go to Walmart. You can still go to Best Buy. You can still go online. You can still go on Amazon. You can still download from PlayStation uh, Network. Anything. You can still get a video game. Meanwhile, the way the comic book industry, because of Diamond, these fuckers, because they have <laughs> made it so they have a monopoly on this shit, where they've taken all the comic books out of you know the grocery stores, out of the bookstores, out of Amazon, where you can't ship them anywhere, uh, where you can't get them directly from DC or Marvel, where you go have to go directly through them to get anything, and now they shut down, you can't do anything. So there's no reason that the comic book industry should should go to shit right now when the video game market is way more profitable than them, and GameStop is struggling right now. Also, it, it doesn't make any sense. So I don't know, Eli. What's, what's, oh yeah, okay, <clears throat> okay. My turn. Okay, you go. You go. I'm, I'm getting too frustrated now. <laughs> no, you know, you know what's funny? That is funny. When Martin Scorsese said that digital, the digital revolution is ruining cinema mm-hmm. and he can't get his movies played on the big screen because comic book movies are hogging up all the fucking movie theaters and all these comic book nerds said, okay, boomer, get with the t- time old man your time is done the industry is changing get used to it oh but now that it's something you all like now it's no digital (laughs) (laughs) no fuck out of (laughs) here like you know what's sad and this is the saddest fucking thing comic book films were at the height of pop culture for the past 10 years it defined defined yeah comic book movies defined an entire generation with all that hype why the fuck did comic books not boost their sales during that time exactly why do they yeah why do they continue to fucking lose sales i mean yeah graphic novels did fine but the comic industry 
didn't do so hot during the height of the comic book movie boom. Right. You know, you know, because the comic and, and now that comic they missed their fucking window now. Right. Comic because books now into, we're not gonna get in game anymore. We're yeah. getting bloodshot now. That's yeah, that's com- norm. Comic book films are in decline. All movies are in decline now, especially after this quarantine. Right. You know, so they missed their fucking window. You couldn't fucking sell books, record breaking sales during a fucking trend when M- the, the MCU trend. What the fuck? Right. <laughs> Y'all are fucking it up. <laughs> There's so much shit they could have done, man. Just easy you know? shit. Easy, just brain dead shit. You got, you sell all these copies of Endgame and Infinity War. What's wrong with a, dig- a free digital copy of Infinity War? You know, just yeah. to just to get people interested in it, just a free copy. Or, you know, uh we'll mail you a copy of Infinity War, or we'll give you a month of Marvel Unlimited or something like that. Something to get people interested in the comic. Most people that you know, most of the uh the fans that go see these Marvel movies don't even know they still make comics. Yeah. You know, you know they remember the old shit, they don't know this they still making this shit. So that's that's banned on Marvel for not doing this shit. Yeah. I mean, yeah, a kid, yeah, a kid who goes and sees the first Iron Mo- Iron Man movie, picks up an iron, an iron heart, and it's a little black chick as Iron Man. Like he's in, what the fuck? Yeah, Thor's a girl. Right. Hulk's Asian. Like I said this before. <laughs> like they're like this. What this ain't the movies? Like you, they could have fucking capitalized on you know comic book sales because of the comic book movie trend, and they didn't. I mean, but and, let's take it a step farther. Okay, so they they getting shocked over these fans, but at the same time, the casual fans, the casual audience, don't even know where to get these books. Yeah. It's not like you can go to this, you know, the bookstore and get them. Where they should be at the bookstore, they're not there. You can't go to Walmart. You can't go to Kroger because they're not there at any magazine shop. You got to find a comic sh- a local comic shop, which they're dwindling every day. They're getting harder and harder to find. You got to find yeah. one. You got to go to a dingy place and talk to somebody. So. And then you got to talk to somebody even find out which book to get because there's like 15,000 Iron Man books out there. This is too much shit for a casual fan. You got to pretty much be like us to read this shit every day to know where to even fuck to find this shit. And then a new fan comes along who wants to get into comic books and these shitty comic nerds. Uh, what do you read? Harley Quinn? Uh, noob. You know? <laughs> right. The, the comics gators. The gatekeepers. They're killing this yeah. shit even more. You're running yeah. off new uh, potential fans. Yeah. You know. So, I mean, th- they got to change. I mean, I think it's I mean, sad. from the ground up, Eli. This needs to be yeah. like. This is going to be a big, huge deal. I mean, I think the whole industry is going gonna, is gonna to change after this they can't get and stuck. i don't they know can't get stuck. if they like if they do the same shit and go back to diamond after this bullshit has happened now look i talked to gomer gomer's like well you couldn't plan for something like this you could plan that if you deal with one company that's dealing with every single company in the country if one thing bad happens to them something's gonna get fucked up you can't build on a house of cards something's gonna get fucked up anything could happen earthquake oh uh, they could go out of business <laughs> Yeah, their their factory could get on fire. On fire, yeah, anything, <laughs> and they just go out of business. Now everybody's fucked. We're fucked. Yeah, yeah. We have to find something to do for the next four four weeks to do something. We can't even review comic books anymore, Eli. What the fuck are we gonna do? A cooking show? <laughs> but like like you said, every other medium has gone digital. The music industry, video games, movies. It's all. And yeah, it sucks that. You know, giant corporations have like made a monopoly on, you know, on on on, on art, and ind- independent artists can't 
you know, get like, yeah, independent filmmakers can't get their movies in the theaters. You know, are, you know, some indie comics, they, they don't, they, they can't get distribution. And I get it that a lot of comic book shops are going to close down because of this. And that's sad. And I, yeah, I had a comic book store. I like, I miss doing that. I miss go, my weekly Wednesdays to comic book day and, you know, talking to motherfuckers and just, I miss that. Yes. Right. But they got to adapt. That's what it is. They got to adapt. You know, vinyl. I mean, there's a niche audience for this shit. You know, vinyl. People still like vinyl. Exactly. You know, people, you got vinyl at Target now. You know, <laughs> you know, people still collect vinyl. You know, stores will just have to adapt. I don't know how that, what that means or what that's going to look like. I don't know if it's going to be graphic novels from now on. I don't know. But they have to adapt. You know, right. Only, only thing I'm saying, anyways. Yeah. Only know, thing I'm saying this is that is gonna the entire industry shouldn't collapse if one distribution company goes down. Matter yeah. of fact, the entire industry shouldn't collapse if every local comic book store goes down. Yeah. It shouldn't because GameStop, if GameStop goes under, video games will still thrive. If the yeah. local com, if every single local comic book shop goes under, video game, I mean, comic books should still be able to still be able to be found and still be able to be sold. It's like when, you know, back in the day when I was buying weed, you know, my favorite dealer gets busted or whatever, and he can't, he ain't got his shit. So I got to go find someone else who holds, right? you know, and it sucks. It's not you like you got go shit from El Chapo, you know, yeah. he's the only person yeah, to hit yeah. it. Yeah, I got to go somewhere else. It's someone I'm not used to. It kind of sucks for a while. Hey, oh, you know, all I got is dime bags for 20 bucks, you know, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it kind of sucks for a while, but you find ways around it. You get your shit some other way, and you just make do while the times are rough. Eli, and, please answer this question for me. Why the fuck is Amazon not selling new comics on, on, their, on their website? Not the digital, physical. Why can't I just order a Batman 92 from Amazon and have it shipped to me? I can get anything from Amazon. I can get toilet paper from Amazon, but I can't get a new comic from Amazon. Because <laughs> these fuckers diamond. They have a monopoly over this shit. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, like I said, they, this was coming. This was inevitable, you know. And this so what I'm saying. The, they, everything is going on with the company. And this is this is bigger than, than coronavirus. This is bigger than COVID-19. This is They've been planting the seeds of their own destruction for like the last 20 years with this shit. I understand that you have the direct market and it's easier to get the book. But you shouldn't put all your eggs in one basket. You shouldn't live and die by one specific business model. Every other industry has different avenues of stream to get money from. Like I said, the movie yeah. business has Blu-ray. Digital has not killed Blu-ray. Blu-ray still outsell digital. But they have both ways to get this shit. You have plenty of stores you can get movies from. They have niche movie stores you can get shit from. Just like record shops, stuff like that. Yeah. Why can't comics do the same thing? Why are there gatekeepers? Why are the comic skaters that's telling people to only get Man, I'm, I'm I'm going horse. Yeah, and like we said last time, like comic book stores, it ain't don't. It's not just the comics. They gotta sell games. They have to have gaming tournaments and video games. Like my comic shop that I used to go to had gaming tournaments. They had they had board games and dice games, and they had weekly D and D and Magic the Gathering fucking nights, and then you know Mortal Kombat tournaments and shit. You know, and the comic books were in like the corner of the store. Right, <laughs> even though they're, they're a comic shop, yeah, they, 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 even, they were called level up games, so they would even <laughs> they right. even market themselves as a comic shop. I mean, they thing, like comic, comic doesn't even mean what it used to mean. When we grew up like yeah. comic used to mean comics. Now people call themselves comic book fans if they see every Marvel movie. Like yeah. it's not the same thing. You know, just because you like see Ant Man, don't make you a comic fan. 
In fact, the first time I went in there and I, I asked about a comic book and the, the girl at the counter said, oh, I don't really know about the comics. I'm more, I handle the video games and blah, 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 well, blah. Oh. She was into manga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was a gamer. Like, right. she didn't give a shit about Anime comics. and shit, you know. <laughs> she, she was a, working at a, you know, a quote unquote comic book store. What color was her hair? <laughs> <laughs> it probably was like, like blue or some shit. Let, let me but, that stereotype. I'm not going to but, you know, but she was a gamer, you know, and that was their niche. They were they sold games, video games, the retro. You can get a old Sega Genesis there. You know what I mean? Right. You know, that 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 was their thing. And then they. And, and, and the that's other another side, problem. That's another problem. What you just named, Eli, even though I said this last week, I'm going to reiterate it this week because gamers. I mean, video games have found a way to bring in the younger audience like Nintendo, Animal Crossing, all this shit like that. They love like this shit like that. Comics, on the other hand, who reads this shit? Us. Yeah. 30 yeah. and 40 year old motherfuckers. Yeah, middle aged motherfuckers. Right. That we had disposable income to buy this shit. Meanwhile, like the younger kids, like five year old, ten year old, they're not buying this shit. Yeah. They don't know where to find a comic shop at. They don't know where to get this shit. They probably if I probably gave them a comic book, they probably wouldn't read the shit. I've given my my son a bunch of comics. He right. read like Dragon Ball Z mangas. Right. He read a bunch <laughs> of those. <laughs> but I couldn't get him into fucking any of the like the Avengers shit. Right. You know? So, and it's the thing, like, and, and the thing is, Marvel, keep missing that. We, we were going to still talk about this later on, but I'm going to do like this safe space and this uh, screenshot and this whatever the fuck, whatever this, this shit they have going on right now. They're completely missing the point. They're not paying attention to what can bring an audience into, like a younger audience into the comics. You have 40 year old motherfuckers making this shit that are completely tone deaf. On how to get people into the audience. Now, when we were growing up, Eli, we had motherfuckers like Ty McFarlane, Rob Liefeld, Jim Lee, all the motherfuckers were like in their early twenties, mm-hmm. you know, baby nineteen, something like that. So they they had the thing on the pulse of what you know, what fans like, like what we like. Rob yeah. Liefeld knew what we like. He gave us what we wanted. Mm-hmm. These folks in here now, whoever the fuck running this shit, these forty year old motherfuckers, Brian Michael Bennis, they have no idea what <laughs> fans want. They don't have their finger on the pulse, and that's why they're losing fans. Forty year old, yeah, forty year old motherfuckers writing about teenagers, right? <laughs> and you can tell it's not, it's, it doesn't make any sense. Like this shit isn't real. Doesn't teenagers don't talk like this? Teenagers yeah. don't look like this. Teenagers don't want to see this shit. We had cable. We had Deadpool. That shit that got us in here. What they have? Yeah. Safe space. They don't want that shit. No. I'll just go ahead and read Goku. You know? Yeah, yeah. My kid was reading Attack on Titan. You know, right. <laughs> black, black, whatever. Some sword. Yeah, he was reading mangas. Right. I couldn't get him into comics. He was reading mangas. You know, he got he got into like Deadly Class and like I got him like he was reading uh, Birthright for a while and shit like that. But he, I couldn't get him into like superheroes. Right. You know? <laughs> and this thing, like I said, the comic industry, everything. It needs to be broken down, uprooted from the roots, and rebuilt from the ground up, like the comic industry. Because yeah. it, it, the way the model we has right now does not work. It's not working now. And this this day was coming because they they pretty much set themselves up for it to happen. And if yeah. it if they ever get out of this shit, they need to figure something out. Now DC has already said that they're going to start finding other distribution routes other than to get the fuck away from Diamond. Because this shit can't happen again. DC is already under hot, hot water. We don't even know if they're going to be around in 2021. Yeah. I mean, they almost sold. <laughs> there was rumors they were going to sell the comic. Right. <laughs> and this was last year. So, and this year, they still under It ain't worth a damn. Because it ain't worth a damn. Right. They're like, we'll just get, we'll just do cartoons and movies like that. The comics, you're not making any money. <laughs> 
<laughs> why why are we spending money on this shit? <laughs> right. They're just doing it just because. Because it's just there, you know. You know? But yeah, you really so, don't need them. You know? Sometimes you got to, like you said, yeah, the roots. You got to dig up. You got to dig up the fucking plant and put it in another pot right. for it to live sometimes. They got to figure you this know? shit out. Like I said, I, yeah. I don't have all the answers. I, so, so I can't read new comics because some asshole refuses to read digital. Right. So so they made a big fuss about it. So just to please these hundreds of motherfuckers. Yeah. Whoever the fuck they are. So now they didn't put anything. So instead of making a little bit of money, just to please a hundred people, they're not gonna make any money. That makes no fucking sense whatsoever. No company runs this shit that way. But the yeah. comics industry does. Because they're yeah. still fucking the nineties. Because why? Because nothing but forty year old motherfuckers run this shit. My forty year olds read this shit. And that's why they're stuck in the same mind frame and having evolved like every other single industry has in the last, you know, 10 years. Yeah. Stop running this shit like it's in the 90s. Run this shit like it's 2020. So, yeah, like I said, so, we don't have yeah. all the answers. But. Comic, yeah, comic stores, they got to sell toys. They got to sell all this other shit. Right. You know, and I get I get it. I get, yes, the comic book stores are a fun environment. I get that. You know, like I said, I miss, you know, when since my store shut down, I miss that, those days of... You know, going there. I miss that. But I haven't found another comic shop that I've clicked with yet. You right. know? <laughs> so what did I do? I went digital. <laughs> right. I mean, like I said, it's it's different. It's you don't, you know. Yeah, sure. Sometimes when I'm we're when we're doing reviews, it's a little awkward trying to flip back, you know, scroll back through pages. Trying to <laughs> you gotta what? use Alexa, man. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I can't just flip through like a like I I could like it with look like if I had the book in front of me. Right. But, you know, other than that, I you know I it's cool. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying it's a different. I'm not saying it, it should be the end all be all. I'm saying nothing should be the end all be all. I'm not yeah. saying let's all go digital just go like no. It's just another avenue. That's all. And I'm leaving them on the table if you if you don't pay attention to it. That I do, and you know what? There's some books that I do want a physical copy. Right. I did and, go and I get that. You know? Yeah, and I did go like like Wonder Woman, Dead Earth, Daniel Warren Johnson's. I want to have those books, right. so I went to the store and got those physical copies because I wanted those because I love his artwork and I wanted that big format because of the DC Black Label books right. are big, you know. So I I you know I still reserve the right to do that, <laughs> right for now. <laughs> you know I'm like no, I'm never gonna buy a physical copy again. I'm not an asshole, right? I'm digital, not like these assholes. No, I refuse to buy digital. <laughs> like the digital isn't for you anyway it's to get other people in there that don't have comic shops next to them but I don't know Eli we, we've gone on about this long enough I'm, my blood pressure's up now so <laughs> let's talk about something else <laughs> All right. uh, can we move to the video game section sure okay now you play the game I did okay I, I kind of played the game but I wanted to hear you talk about it just to see if we matched up so you played the demo of Resident Evil 3 yeah, you know, with right. Jill Valentine, she's a member of Stars with the other guy, Diego. Oh, what's his name? Is it Carlos? That guy. Yeah. Oh, all the foxy ladies love Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> so, so give me your review of just the demo or whatever like that. You know. Uh, well, first off, have you played the original Resident Evil Three? Oh yeah, Nemesis. Nemesis, yeah. yeah. I've never I'll played be... it. Oh really? That's a pain in the ass. That Nemesis was hard. Nemesis because yeah, he kept popping up all of a sudden, just chasing after that shit. He's like one of the worst villains, man. I was like, every time he showed up, it was like fucking Hudson from Aliens. 
Game over, man. Game over. We're <laughs> for the shit now. Wow. <laughs> That's, like, oh shit, he's here. And you, you're like, fuck it, just run. Because you couldn't kill him. He wouldn't die. You know? Wow. You could just like incapacitate, inca- incapacitate him for a little bit and just get the fuck out of there. Get to the next screen. Okay, so you can at least <laughs> like stop him for a while. But it was about Yeah, to- you can okay. stun him for a bit and then just run. Because he, he, he had like, like, he was like, Nothing could phase him, and then he had like a bazooka. So he also shot shot with you like a rocket launcher and shit. So okay, that's cheap as hell, man. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, I saw the demo. I was like, oh okay. So I downloaded it and played it. It was a little frustrating um, because I couldn't. I was trying to get the shotgun, and I, I it was locked. It was behind like a cabinet, and I couldn't find the key, and I couldn't. So I spent most of the time trying to fucking find a way to open it. Because I was like, okay, I could use that shotgun, you know? Because mm-hmm. I kept running out of bullets, you know? <laughs> but, I mean, it's 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 Resident Evil, you know? Um, you get a little bit more free rank, because I'm from the old school where you had that weird... That camera. Angle and shit, yeah. you know? So it's more free reign, free roaming now. But, uh, and, and the action's a little bit more, uh, uh, you know, it's the, you know the, the controls are a lot better, you know, as far as shooting and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, it's not like you still got to like dodge it. If you ain't got enough bullets, you got to dodge zombies and shit. And, um, but I spent most of the time trying to get that damn shotgun. I couldn't get it. And so that's why it took me, I, I beat it in like 35, it timed you at the end, 35 minutes or whatever. So, but it's just, uh, yeah, it's just like, I don't know. You, you go and you're supposed to go find something and then you put out the fire and then it just ends. I never could find like, the fire. I mean, the, the thing for the fire, was it like holes or something? Oh, yeah. You had to go into like one of the, up the steps and into one of the buildings. And it's, a, yeah, you get the hose. And mm-hmm. then and then that's where the shotgun was. And I'm like, oh, well, how do I get this thing out? And I can't, <laughs> I was like, lock. And I was like trying to find, is there a crowbar or something I need? I was like looking all over, trying to find something to open that thing. Because I wanted a, I wanted that shotgun. <laughs> But then the but then the fucking nemesis came and I threw a grenade at it and I missed of course but then I kept running and I turned I put out the fire and then the fire then it that it ends right when you put out the fire. Okay, so the, so when you put out the fire, that's when the demo ends. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and then you get a great you get graded on it and shit. I think I got a C or whatever. Yeah, can but, you run <laughs> it again after you've done it, or it go it disappears like it did Resident Evil Two? I think I think it could do it again. I didn't try it again because you know. I was like, well, shit, that that's all it is, and I can't get the shotgun. Fuck it, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> you just got the pistol, you know. It's right. like, and you got to keep finding, you know, ammo. Like you don't get like you don't have like a bunch of you just get one pistol with like you know a twelve round clip, and that's it. And then you find, and then right away you got to like shoot a bunch of zombies. Yeah, and, and then you're in the clip in a man, and they wouldn't die. And I was just like, I mean, you already did. But... You got like like two or three in the head with the with the nine. I think it's like two or three, depending on your range. It's I was like doing two- that, and they wouldn't got like I see the shots, you know, but they were just like coming out, just like okay. Honestly, yeah. Eli, I, I played it, didn't finish it. it <laughs> game looked pretty as hell. I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. Now it does make me feel bad because the game, like, my PC is getting weaker and weaker compared to these newer games. So like to crank it up to like really look how it's supposed to look like, my my computer can't run that. But it's okay. When this Rona check comes in, that's what I'm spending my money on. <laughs> Oh, uh, but yeah. Well, I got it, I got it on the PS4, so I, it was running just fine. 
yeah, <laughs> I, I, I know. I get it. <laughs> it's still it's still ran fine, but I wanted you know I wanted to like look beautiful, you know. But I it, it was fine. It was fine the way it was. I mean, after you gave the recommendation, I may run run it again and to see. But I just run just to see, just to you know see what it feels like. But I probably won't get this. I probably just wait for like Final Fantasy VII or some shit like that. Uh, other news in video game news: since all sports has been canceled, guess who's going digital? All sports. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so NASCAR is going digital. I think uh, they're going this Sunday. Like all of the racers are going to do NASCAR Heat Four. I reviewed NASCAR Heat 3 for Outright Geekery, uh, but they're doing 4, so they're actually going to race digital on TV, I think, on Fox Sports. So, that's going to be a thing. So, yeah. so what is, uh, like, professional race car drivers are going to play a video game? Yes. Okay. That's what they're going to do. Yeah, Dale Earnhardt is, Dale Earnhardt still alive? I don't know. Whoever, whoever is the new, Ricky Bobby, all those guys, they're going to play this Saturday, and they're gonna have like real like the dudes that commentate and also like that. They're gonna be doing it. Really? Yeah. So it's a video. They're gonna be playing video games. They're gonna be playing video games, but they're gonna be announcing it like it's a real game. I mean, like it's a no. real race. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. I might actually watch that. <laughs> but wait, there's more. So that's okay. NASCAR. They, is it gonna be like Twisted Metal and they can like shoot each other? <laughs> like Grand Theft Auto, some shit that you drive by, some shit. Like, like road, road rash and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, might as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So that's NASCAR. Now NBA is doing the same thing. So oh. they, yeah. So they're doing an NBA 2K tournament where each they where each team is going to select a player from the real teams to enter a tournament. Like. Kevin Durant and all these other guys like that. So one team is going to play and they're going to do an NBA 2K tournament, which will also be on TV. I think it's going to be on ESPN something or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I've seen some of those e-tournaments where like, 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 they'll like, like Shaq will team up with like a professional gamer and they'll, they'll play like Street Fighter or some shit. Right. Yeah. You know, or Tekken, you know, it's like some sports guy or, or a hip hop guy will team up with the professional gamer and they'll like face off against the um, teams and shit. Yeah. Know? I mean, yeah, that, that was a, like a street fighter show that was on like TNT or TBS. I can't remember which one it was. And it was like on eight o'clock on Friday, some shit like that. Shaq hosted it. Yeah. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was a thing. Was. Yeah. 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 And so, I mean, hell you can't do anything physical. Might as well go esports. Everything is going digital except comics. <laughs> <laughs> Let's boycott. <laughs> we won. Like, why, why are you celebrating this? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, I think it was something else we wanted to talk about. Oh yeah, news that just dropped today: Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two Remastered is out now. Modern Warfare Two? Did I play that? I don't think I played that. You one. played it. You played it. Oh yes, I know you played it. I don't know, man. I don't know if I did, man. And remember, no Russian. Is it the one where you fucking shoot up the airport? Yes, that one. Okay, yeah, I, I, that's Modern Warfare Two. It's Modern Warfare Two. Yeah. Is it okay? I thought that was Black Ops or something. No, that oh, was no, Black that was Ops. Was v- yeah. Black Ops was Vietnam. Yeah, this is the yeah. one we shot at the airport. So they remade that one. So I'm like, okay, well, that seems pretty nice. So, <laughs> but here's the thing: I'm pissed off about this because it comes on the PS4 first, and I think it didn't come out till Xbox and PC until like like months later. Like we're in a fucking pandemic. I want to play this shit now. I want to shoot people in the airport. <laughs> Fuck, I want to go postal too. Right, <laughs> shit. I'm gonna lose my shit. You know, 
Oh, oh man. All right. So can we move on to the next part of the podcast? Oh, what about Predator, man? Did you see that Predator shit? I did not. But I'll let you talk about it. I'll let you talk about it. Oh, so Predator Hunting Grounds? It actually looks kind of cool. What, what's, uh, it, they, what's it about? What's... It's, it's a, it's a uh, Predator game. You're, you play as a Predator, and from what I saw, like nine minutes of gameplay, you're just running through the trees, killing dudes. Like from the ground, you can target them with your laser cannon, you can jump down and rip out their skulls and their spines and shit. And I, it looks like all you do is hunt dudes and, you know, before they get to the chopper. <laughs> Kill as many guys before they get to the chopper. <laughs> Sounds pretty fun. So, it's, so it's, it's basically the Jason game. No, well, Jason was really, like, technical. Jason was not as fun as you would think it would be. Okay. Um, you know, this, was look, this looked more action-oriented, but more stealthy. So you're, it was kind of like Batman, like the Arkham games, where okay. you got to kind of, okay. like, you, got your, your, you attack from above, and, you, you know, you got to sneak up on guys, you know, because you're running through the trees, and you can go thermal and all that shit. Um, some, of the, some of the close hand-to-hand combat controls looked a little clunky, but all in all, it looks pretty fun, you know. So nice. Um, I've played. I've had. I've always played. I've played some of those like Aliens versus Predators and shit, and I always had fun with them. Yeah, like you play as the alien chasing yeah. people. Shit, I've seen one of those before. Like what was it called? Isolation, Desolation, something. Oh yeah, that one. That or Colonial Marines was one that was hard though. Yeah. Um, but uh, there was uh that one it was Aliens versus Predator, and you could play as a Predator, Alien, or a Marine. And it was like open deathmatch and shit. Oh, nice. um, okay. I, I never beat the campaign because I, I just pretty much played online. Just I love being a predator. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, I remember gaming one time and um, I was playing online. I was a predator and I don't use I don't ever put on a headset or anything or a, a microphone, but I could hear everybody else talking and shit. And I remember, you know, and you got because you're a predator, you got the thermal, the night, the heat vision. And I saw an alien like way across the screen like them hiding and like camping out and i went you know and you can be invisible you can do the invisible mode as your predator and i went behind <laughs> i snuck up around the alien and i totally came up from behind like ripped off their head and shit <laughs> and when i did it i heard some little kid say oh no you stupid predator like <laughs> <laughs> You killed the kid, man. I killed the kid. <laughs> See, this is what video games do to us. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But that was fun. I mean, I liked, I never beat the campaign because I, I, I was just doing like the death match, you know. Hey, as long as you have fun with it. Sometimes you just want to just, you know, kill some time. That's all. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so, all right. Can we move on to the next part of the podcast? Sure. The last time we're gonna do this. So, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, play yeah. the uh, violin. This has been an play, honor, gentlemen. Play fucking Amazing Grace on the bagpipes and shit. Right, <laughs> boys to me is so hard. Wadi <laughs> 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 wah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's go ahead and get this done. Let's let's all the sappy shit. All right, so this is the comic books. We talked about comic book bullies, and we're gonna talk about. Well, vice versa, that whatever. So we're gonna talk about the comic books, and I'm gonna start off with the X Minute, and we're gonna start off with X Men number nine. Now, this is a continuation of the last book because so far Jonathan Hickman has been writing these one shot, one, one uh, tale stories, but this one is a continuation of the last story. So basically, it starts off starts off with a an accuser, not Ronan, but another accuser, and he's uh fucking up one of the brews. Now, Eli, you love the brew. They're basically Xenomorphs. 
Yeah. Yeah. They're not even basically. They they are. <laughs> like, yeah. like they get sued. Like Marvel, they should get sued for that shit. Anyway, <laughs> fucking up the brood. Uh, and the accuser pulls out an egg from them. And basically, what they've done, these Cree scientists have modified the egg to become a king's egg. And the, what the king's egg does is that it actually controls all of the brood. It actually does like a psychic link with control of the brood. Because right now, the brood have these queen hives like that, but they're all separate. Where this hive controls that hive, that control, hive controls that hive, and it moves autonomously. But the king's egg, whoever controls the king's egg, controls the brood. All of them. You tell them to do whatever you want to do. So they, the accuser talks to the supreme intelligence, uh, and the supreme intelligence says, okay, so the, the king's egg is going to take a while for it to be ready. For the, the brood to move how it needs to move, it's going to take about 8,000 years for it to happen. But when it happens, it'll be ready to be controlled. We use king's egg, and we will control the brood army, all trillions of them. But we got to wait 8,000 years. Okay, well, we're not going to be allowed to see it, but when it happens, we'll be ready. Cut to 8,000 years later. We're in present time. And the X-Men had the King's Egg on the uh, X-Jet. And they're trying to get the fuck away from Earth because the Brood have followed them there. And they're trying to get the Shi'ar space, take it back to the Starjammers. The Brood are on their ass. Uh, oh, and then not only that, but Gladiator is has found the Starjammers. He found another accuser, not Ronan, but another one. And Gladiator with his son, and his son's just like, Dad, you said today wasn't going to be about any uh, galactic royal space shit. But you know what? I forgive you if you fuck this guy up. You're like, okay. So Gladiator punches that accuser out into space, and he gets eaten by one of the brood. <laughs> you know, uh, the X-Men find them, and it's like, oh, the brood are on our ass. We're going to crash land into this planet, but we got to get the fuck away from them. So they crash them on the planet. They go into this cavern with the Star Jammers and with Gladiator, and they try to fight off the brood as much as they can. And they fight, but it's like a trillion of them that land on this planet, and, it, and eventually they're gonna kill them. Eventually, but right before they land the final blow, all the brood stop. Why? Because the X Men have a dude on their team called Kid Brood. He's like a mutant brood <laughs> hybrid or whatever. Okay. And it turns out the reason the brood have stopped because. He ate the king's egg. So now he controls the brood. And since he's an X-Man, the X-Men control the brood. The end. Like, okay. Huh? Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's okay. Yeah, so okay. where this is going, I don't know. The X-Men have a, a trillion bug army with them. With an island Krakoa. So we'll see how it goes. Of course, they said the, uh, the king's egg effect only lasts about i think like a a few months or some shit i can't remember or a year whatever i gotta reread the book but so yeah. what was this a, this is the last would you say this is the last one or no well oh. yes <laughs> well yeah it, it, well it couldn't if they if you could just go to comicsology right no. <laughs> but like i said <laughs> who knows when this is gonna happen we don't know what is happening so we don't know what the story is like but no they're gonna keep making these stories but we don't know what the next story is gonna be but yeah this is like this is how this this story ended, but we don't know what X-Men 10 is going to be, and we don't know when X-Men 10 is going to come out, but yeah. Overall, give the book a, 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 a 4 out of 5. I'm going to give it a 4 out of 5. Even though the ending was kind of shocking, because I don't know where it's going. Like, wait, the X-Men control the brood now? Like, okay. Yeah. That's, how weird is this story going to get? You know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's what I'm going with that. Alright, well, I guess I'll do well, I'll do Immortal Hulk, since it's on the banner. Might as well. Pun intended. <laughs> okay, so Immortal Hulk number 33? Is that what it is? Yeah. 
Okay, so Zemu has taken over the world okay. by, wep- by, uh, by weaponizing nostalgia and imprinting false memories in everybody's mind, including the Hulk. You know, Hulk is stuck inside Banner's mind. Banner can't turn into the Hulk. He's stuck in human form. So this is really weird. They Hulk goes inside Banner's mind, and he was like finds all the personalities. You know, you got Joe Fix it. You got you know, uh, uh, World Breaker Hulk's in there. Devil Hulk's in there. Um, but World Breaker Hulk takes him to the source of his mind, and it's a young Bruce Banner as a kid. Four years and, old, shit before his dad yeah, died. Yeah, and he's watching TV. And the TV has the Zemu show, you know, so that's how Zemu is controlling everybody's mind. They're like, you know, he's inside pretending that, you know, everybody saw him on a TV show. So, yeah, so there's little Bruce Banner as a kid watching a TV, watching the Zemu show, all enthralled. Um, they end up smashing the, the TV, breaking the Hulk out of the cha- out of his trance. And they, at, you know, this Let's Banner turn back into Hulk, but the Hulk crawls out of Banner's mouth. It's like a really gruesome scene. He oh. crawls out of Banner's mouth. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Okay. Yeah, it was really brutal and gory and shit. Kind of cool. So, um, so he, so Hulk is back, you know, and it's just a regular Hulk, you know, the the, the big guy or whatever. <laughs> and they launch an attack on Roxon because Roxon developed Zemu and shit. So. Everyone on the crew, they go attack um, Roxxon. And all the, you know, the monsters, because what's been going on is uh, Roxxon created all these, these beasts and, the, the, and, they, and they turn into these little monsters that attack people. But they turn, if you get attacked by these monsters, you, you turn into some weird, like, robot zombie thing. So they go to Rox, the Roxxon Corporation building, and there's a big battle, you know, the Hulk and the crew uh harpy's there and rick jones and every the whole crew is there and they're having this big bottle big battle with all these robot zombies you know meanwhile zemu and the minotaur they're up in the office on the on the top floor you know mm-hmm. and the hulk is attacking and um you know zemu's like you did it all wrong you can't beat the hulk with force you know you can't beat him like a monster you got to beat him like he's a kid you know mm-hmm. and he ends up eating <laughs> The, the Minotaur. Who, Hulk ate the Minotaur? This, no, Zemu. Oh, Zemu eats the Minotaur. Oh, wow. Like, You're okay. doing this wrong. This is not how you do it. We have to downsize and cut costs. So I'm going to just take over the operation. Since wow. I'm, the, I'm the one doing it. And he eats the Minotaur. You can't kill and the he, Minotaur. And he turns the Minotaur into like a weird zombie robot mass. It's pretty w- weird. You know. So, wow. okay. you know. The Hulk, you know, the Hulk comes in and, um, but Zemu now he has the psychic force of the entire world behind him. And he, right away, he puts Hulk back into a trance, you know, but remember, this is the regular Hulk, Mm -hmm. you know, and, um, Rick Jones, he shows up, you know, but, and he's been able to resist Zemu's mind control. You know, so he he he's not so usually like Gamma Jesus or something. Yeah, he's like yeah, he's like floating. He's like uh, he's like Magneto, you know, <laughs> Rick Jones. So he and he's not under the control. He was able to resist Zemu. So he distracts Zemu, just so the Hulk was close enough to Zemu, and then the 
you know, because the Hulk has all his personalities, Worldbreaker Hulk comes out. Wow. And then he, like, just with one punch, kills Zemi. <laughs> like, one punch! And just, <laughs> and just, just destroys Zemi. <laughs> This so is oh, insane, it's cool. Man. Yeah, it's great. It's a weird, like, yeah, half the book you're in, you're in a uh, Hulk's mind. It's weird, you know. So all is cool, you know. Hulk thanks Rick Jones and says he's always, you know, Rick Jones has always been, you know, his only friend, and it's a kind of sentimental, and everything seems it seems fine, but it turns out Rick Jones is not okay, and we now know why. Rick Jones was able to resist Zemu's hypnosis. Uh-oh. That's because the leader is controlling him from hell. <laughs> and he's using a way to possess him through the green door. Oh, so, the green door you were talking about. In it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So the leader is behind this shit. <laughs> Man, how many drugs that, do you need to have to read this book? <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. This book was crazy. That's where it ends. You know, the leader from hell, you know. <laughs> because the leader hasn't shown up at all in these books, has he? No. Because I've never heard you talk about the leader on here. That one weird book, like, a few months back where it was, like, way in the future and the Hulk was going through space and shit. And they found, like, Universe Breaker Hulk or whatever or something. It was that weird one. It was, like, thousands of years in the – millions of years in the future where, yeah. And the, and the the leader was a part of that whole thing. It was weird. Um, and then they never did anything with that. I think it was like 24 or something. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever whatever issue that was. Um, so, yeah, this, uh, this is just a weird, crazy book. <laughs> you know, and it was it, like at first I thought it was okay because it was just, you know, the cerebral thing, the whole thing, you know, dealing with Hulk's mind and, you know, all those layers of nostalgia, you know, hanging on to the past and how that can be detrimental to someone, you know, hint, hint, comic fans who don't want to go fucking digital. (laughs) (laughs) You know, nostalgia can be bad sometimes. (laughs) So that's like a little theme going on. But, you know, until that twist at the end with the leader, I was like, whoa, so that's what elevated this poll for me. So yeah, this is another four out of five. You know, this book, but this was a particularly nuts issue. I mean, know? but that's what you want from you from a crazy. But it had everything. It had you know the weird mind shit, but then you had the crazy battle and the weird horror shit. I mean, you know, the Hulk punching through Banner's throat and coming out of his mouth to turn like I'm back. <laughs> And 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 Banner's just like his body's all in pieces and bloody pieces on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, Zemu eating uh, Minotaur. <laughs> well, I, I, I got I got to start read this whole story, man, because like from beginning and just work my way up today because this shit is insane. Yeah, I mean, and there's that whole thing about the corporate downsizing and how, <laughs> like, there's so many layers and commentary going on, man, with this book, you know. So yeah, four out of five. All right, so sticking with the X-Minute, uh, this time I'm going to do X-Men versus Fantastic Four number 20. Oh, uh, no, I'm sorry, not 20. It's 2020. Number three? Really? Number three. Yeah, issue number that three. That came out? Yeah, it came out, yeah. Not read that. Why the fuck? I did not see that. I didn't read it. Shit. 
Yeah, it was there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Damn it. I, missed it. I don't know how you missed it. It was there. It was like the number one selling book on Comicsology or one of them. Yeah. Yeah. So, based out of book starts off. Okay, so last time we saw the Fantastic Four were hightailing it out of Genosha, not Genosha, Krakoa. Yeah, Genosha's gone. So they getting the fuck out of Krakoa. X Men are on their ass in that X Jet, chasing at their ass. They shoot him down because Cyclops, you know, puts his beam on and hits Bim Grin with like that. They both crash into an island. They fight some more. Wolverine slashes, blah blah blah, all that stuff like that. And the fight gets interrupted by Doctor Doom. Because apparently they have crash landed on Doom Island, the island he controls. He tells everybody to stop fighting. He's like, uh, you don't do anything on my island. You are here illegally, but I'm going to let you here right now because I want to have a conversation with all of you. And, you know, they, you know, Sue's like, where's my kids? Magneto's like, where's my X-Men? First off, Doom tells Magneto, Magneto, stop. I know what you're doing. Stop trying to control my metal. It's not. I've already planned for you. You can't do this shit. I'm not like this short fucker over here with the claws. That you can just control anytime. Matter of fact, didn't you fuck him up one time? Yeah, friends? Okay. And Sue, I don't have you. I mean, Sue, it's me, Uncle Doom. You know I'm not going to do anything to your kids. Your kids like my kids. Let's go over here, have a conversation. We can talk to the kids. But I got one rule. Since if I, if I fix Franklin, you're, you're not allowed to uh, do, deal with anything I'm doing on this island. The mutants stay with me. The Laverdian mutants stay with me. You know how to come to the island. I can do as I please. You leave me the fuck alone. I'll fix Franklin, give him back his guy powers, and y'all go about your business. And, you know, like the X-Men have, you know, different opinions on how to go about that. But they go find Franklin anyway. But while they're gone, the rest of the X-Men, Dr. Doom tells them, the rest of you X-Men, I'm going to take. So I'm going to take some X-Men with me, like the leaders with me. But the rest of you stay on the outskirts of the island. You are not allowed to go in the inside of the other town. You're forbidden for that. Now, I'll be back. We're going to deal with Franklin. We'll come back and have a conversation. So they go talk to Franklin. Franklin sees, uh, you know, Reed. And he's like, you know, fuck you, dad. You know, he gives him the whole speech again. He's like, you can't tell me what to do. Uh, I'm a man. You know, uh, Doom. I'm not leaving until Doom says he's going to do what he says he's going to do. And until then... I'm not going anywhere, you know. So they get to arguing. Reed is like, how the fuck do y'all trust Doom? He's Dr. Doom. You can't trust him. You know he's going to fuck you up some kind of way. And Charles, you know he's going to do that shit. He's like, okay, maybe I do. But I brought Beast with me. Beast going to look over the numbers to make sure that Doom is on the up and up. And matter of fact, Reed, you can look at it also. And Doom's like, yeah, Reed, I want you to look over my numbers. You might learn something, you know. So while they doing all that, trying to fix Franklin like that, the other X-Men like Wolverine and Storm, Magneto and Cyclops, uh, they just left by themselves. And, and Storm is like, we need to go. Yeah, I know Doom said we can't go to the island. I mean, go to the town. But fuck, let's go to the town. And Cyclops, no, no we can't go. Professor X said we can't go. And Magneto's like, do I look like I give a fuck what Professor X said? We're going to the island. We're going to go to the town. We're going to get those mutants. So they go to the town. They find the mutants. But while they find the mutants, they get attacked by Doombots. Doombots just come out of anywhere. It's attacking shit like that. Uh, one of them scoop Wolverine up and flies him out the way. Wolverine just stabbing the shit at this doom by shit like that. Emma's like senses him and she's like, Wolverine, no, stop doing what you're doing. But anyway, we cut back to Franklin and them. Doom uh presses a button, says he's gonna fix Franklin because I'm Doom. I always uh do what I say I'm gonna do. And he pressed the button, look like he's about to fix Franklin. He like unlike you X Men who don't do what I tell you to do and you do whatever the hell you want to do because you have just killed one of my, my uh, civilians. They're like, wait, we did what? So we cut back to Wolverine, and when he looks at the Doombot, he sees blood on his claws. He's like, wait, why, why do I have blood on my claws from a robot? 
he pulls off the helmet of the Doombot, and it's one of the Lanvergian mutants. Wolverine has killed one of them by accident because he looked like a Doombot. The Doom is brainwashed to make him think he's a Doombot. He's like, oh shit. So Doom is like, so since y'all kill one of my civilians, I'm going to kill y'all. No harm done. So those Doom Sentinels at the end, he activates them, and they start running rampant and getting ready to kill the X-Men at the end. Or to be continued. So, yeah. <laughs> so pretty cool story. Like I said, it's a bunch of other shit going in there. Why Doom? Doom is pretty much saying, fuck the X-Men. Why he didn't join the Krak- the Krakowian, uh treaty and shit like that because he don't give a fuck about the X-Men, dude. He like, just because you got superpowers don't mean, don't mean you shit. I worked my way up to get what I wanted. You know, that doesn't make you better than anybody. So, pretty cool story. I'm, it's not as... It didn't have as much steam as the other ones did, but I feel like it's building to that conclusion. So I'm gonna say a four point, uh, four out of five on this one. Four out of five on this one. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, cool. Yeah, I, I, I didn't read that. I have to, I'm, I'm, maybe that's a new comic. I can read it tomorrow. <laughs> I'll buy it tomorrow and read it. I, <laughs> right. I, I totally missed it. Nothing else to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Uh. I also do uh, Punisher Soviet number six. So um, this wraps up the uh, the story. This is the last one, last last issue in this story arc. Um, Punisher and this ex special ops Soviet soldier, he goes that they go after this Russian mobster, and turns out this mob boss had sold out the army squad back in the Afghanistan war. So that's why the Soviet soldiers after him. He's after he's out for revenge, you know. You know, he sold the sold about to the Afghans, left the squad for dead. They were tortured and murdered. Um, the Soviet soldier was the only one to escape, so he's basically out for vengeance. So him and Frank have been going around and killing their way through his whole, you know, crime syndicate. You know, but the last issue, the Soviet got killed in a helicopter crash. So, so you know, so that picks up this issue. Frank tracks down the mob boss down to this lavish mansion out in the boonies. And he finds the mob boss and this like state senator like chilling, having dinner, you know. And he gets he tells this, you know, this, the, the mob boss to tie the senator up. You know, the senator's like, hey, let me go. I got nothing to do with this, you know. And Frank's like, you know, you're a corrupt piece of shit. You know, you're so far removed. And you got your head so far up your wealthy, privileged ass, you just can't relate to regular people. So I ain't going to let you go. So he has the mob guy tie up, tie the senator up. And then Frank, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Frank gives the mob boss a knife and like, here, now I want you to skin him alive. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> and, the, and the, you know, and he's like, you know. You know, you're always given orders, but you never got your hands dirty. You never fought alongside your soldiers. You know, you let them die. You let them, you know, you made decisions that sent people to their deaths, you know, and you're so far removed from, you know, battle. You know, same with your crime family. You never took part in any of the order. You ordered all this death and carnage, but you never participated in it. So, you know, you don't know what it's like to experience death and trauma and how, it, and how it's caused. You know, you're always in the backgrounds pulling the strings. You never did any of it yourself. So that's what I want you to do. I want you to skin this guy alive. You're finally going to see what it's like, you know, <laughs> and he begs and shit. And this is, you know, where Garth Ennis writes Frank's inner voice so well, you know, how Frank thinks and his, his thought process, you know, his, just his thought bubbles. You know, <laughs> it's like he's so perfect for that. He's like he goes like Frank's sitting there thinking, you know, like, 
when he when he goes into the room when he's like shooting his way up to the mansion and killing all the security guards he like frank's thinking he's like something like you know when you're on a job like this you get a and you get to the end you get a picture in your head of what of what the bad guys are supposed to be you think they're monsters but it's not it's like and he goes inside it's these rich old white men you know do you know pulling all the strings <laughs> behind all this evil you know so you know, and then he tells him, skin him alive, and he begs. Long story short, he wants to live. And he's <laughs> <laughs> like, 15 minutes in, the senator has a heart attack, but that doesn't make the job any easier. <laughs> <laughs> and he does. He, like, skins the guy alive. And, you know, and that's pretty much it. You know, really gory detail. You know, the senator skins, you know, he, he skins the senator alive. You know, and he, and he goes, and... And he, he leaves the guy sitting there all like bloody and <laughs> crazed and shit. Like, oh my God. And Frank's just like, yeah, tell the cops the Punisher made you do it. See how far that gets you. <laughs> and just leaves them. <laughs> so yeah, this was just, and that's pretty much it. That's the end of the story. And, you know, and it, this was just ill. You know, like I said, Garth Ennis, he's just perfect for writing the Punisher. So yeah, I this is fuck it, yeah, five out of five. Fuck it. This was great. Yeah, it's, <laughs> perfect it's, end, it sounds you know. even more crazy than the other book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Alright, so sticking with the X-Men, I got another X book. I'm just doing another X oh, book damn. this time. Yeah. Got a third one. So this one is Wolverine number two. Oh yeah, I did read this. I read this. Oh, you read this? Okay, cool. Yeah, right. I did. I read this. Cool. You can mad if I if I miss anything with this one. Okay. So to recap on what happened last time. Uh, the X-Force were going after this group called the Flower Cartel. What the Flower Cartel is doing is that they're ta- they're stealing uh, shipments of their, their flowers, that they, the Krakoan flowers that they use to sell to people. They're chopping them up and they're selling them on the streets, but it's diluted, so it's having like weird effects on people and shit like that. So they're trying to stop the Flower Cartel from doing what they're doing, and they're led by this, uh, this chick called the Pale Lady. So, mm-hmm. at the beginning of the book, Wolverine gets ambushed by Sabretooth, Lady Deathstrike, and Dr. Cornelius. I don't really know this guy. But anyway, he, he shoots guns at him and shit like that. Wolverine is fighting him all he can, kills everybody, and when he wakes up, he realizes that he didn't really kill them. He killed the X-Force. He killed his own team. You're like, oh shit, I didn't mean to do that. Uh, Quentin Quire, with his last breath, blasts half of Wolverine's uh, skin off his bones, and Wolverine wakes up back at Krakoa on the desk, and he realizes, what the fuck just happened? Oh, yeah, you just killed everybody. But, of course, they got that resurrection protocol, so they're going to bring everybody back anyway. But Wolverine just realized he just he killed Jean Grey again, <laughs> you know. So he's watching Jean Grey, you know, being birthed again in the resurrection tubes and shit like that. He sees Cyclops from a distance. You know, he tried to plead with Cyclops. You know, I wouldn't do that. You know, I wouldn't hurt Jean in any kind of way. Cyclops isn't saying shit. Cyclops just looks at him and just walks off, you know. So while we cut to that, there's another guy that's half of the story named Jeff Bannister. Jeff Bannister works for the CIA. He's tracking down the flower cartel, but he's running to the roadblock because he realizes that the flower cartel has somebody on the inside of the CIA. He can't trust his own team. He can't trust anybody that works there, so he has to outsource. He's like, who else can I outsource to but Wolverine? So he gets in contact with Wolverine because he's when they found Wolverine in Alaska and took him back to Krakoa. But he like he left a he left his phone number with Wolverine to call him back so he can finish the shit. They have a beer, they talk, and he asks, him, "Why don't you bring the rest of the X Force with you?" He's like, "Nah, cause some shit might happen. I don't want what happened last time to happen again. So it's just gonna be me and you going on there." So they they grab a ship, they load up some Krakoan flowers, 
They go on the ocean and they know this is going to be a trap to hopefully get the pale lady to come to them. But something happens. Bannister gets stabbed in the back with three claws by Wolverine. Why? Because the pale lady has been on the ship the whole time. The controlling Wolverine. Bannister is dead. Wolverine is taking the Krakoan flowers to wherever the fuck she wants him to take them because she has full control of them. The end. Uh, yeah, honestly, this was the weakest book I've read this week. Yeah, I was a little disappointed, especially because I was really into the whole Omega Red story that they had in the last issue. Right. And you I was like, going to continue that some kind of way. Yeah. yeah and I, they went into this and, you know, I'm, I'm just like, they're just killing X-Men and resurrecting them. I'm like, what's the, I don't care. I mean, but that's <laughs> comics in general. They just kill it. Yeah. Right now. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, whatever. I mean, there's just no real stakes for me, I guess, you know? So, oh, he kills them, but they're just not really dead in any way. No, he still gonna... feels the trauma of it. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I wasn't, I, I, yeah, I, I was really looking forward to the, the Omega Red story, you know, with the vampires and all that shit. Yeah, because I don't <laughs> care about the pale lady or whatever. Yeah, and this whole drug deal thing, kind of like whatever. Yeah, that was like, in the other one, the Fallen Angels thing. They've been doing the same shit. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. like whatever. Yeah, they're doing the Marauders. Yeah. All they do is just steal their flowers. <laughs> It's only yeah. fight. It's so shit. Oh, uh, the Golden Girls did that shit. Stole the flowers. Yeah, I oh. thought. Of, yeah, I was like I said, I was more into the other story. Yeah. So this it was, was. I mean, it was sweet entertaining, but it was a lit down for little books of real. So I'm gonna give yeah, it. Yeah, it was. Five. Yeah, it was fine. I thought the twist at the end, like, oh shit, you know. Because they built Bannister like he was gonna be like his sidekick, and nope, he's dead. So yeah, I thought he was kind of cool. He was kind of an interesting character, and then yeah. he's dead. You know, <laughs> they can't bring him back. So shit. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Well, I guess I'll do Star Wars Bounty Hunters 2. Cool. So, so yeah, this is uh, years ago, Boba Fett, Bosk, Valance, uh, this girl named Tonga and her brother, and this alien named Lash, they were on a like they were on a this bounty hunter job, and the deal went south. Tonga's brother got killed, Valance got his face blown off. Lash ended up killing the son of a mob boss. So they all had to go underground, and Lash has like a hip, you know, a head out put out on her. So, uh, cut to now, Lash has now resurfaced, and there's a big price on her head for killing, you know, the Don's son. So the biggest bounty ever is put out on her head. So everyone comes out of the woodwork to get it. You know, Tonga, she's a human. Bosk teams up with Doctor Afra and Black Cranston. She's uh, or that's her Wookie partner. Black Cranston, Black, uh, Black Cranston. Wookie. Okay. Yeah, that's his name. Boba Fett, who was on his way to Jabba's palace because he had Solo and Carbonite. So this takes place like while Empire Strikes Back is going on. You know, he's on his way to Jabba's palace with Han Solo, and he gets the call like, "Hey, Lash has resurfaced." He's like, "Oh shit! Well, I'm gonna go do that real quick, <laughs> and I'm doing it for free." So they all have a a vendetta against Lash. They all want Lash because of that job, you know? And meanwhile, it, it ain't just them. It's like every bounty hunter in the galaxy is after this job. So they're after Lash. So this picks up with Valance, um, searching like one of Lash's safe house and finds everybody dead. He checks the security feed and it was Boba Fett who killed everybody. So Fett is like one step ahead of him. Then we cut to Tonga. And she like went to the mob boss and she tells him that she will avenge, you know, his dead son and her brother's death, you know, as long as she gets, you know, she can get to Lash. 
And then we cut back to Valance, and he's tracked down, lashed like to her parents' graveyard. You know, so she was actually at visiting this graveyard of her dead parents. So they basically trying to find out where she's hiding. While Valance is at at the graveyard, Bosk shows up, and just blows up the gravesite. <laughs> so it looks like Valance died, but I'm sure he's not. This is to be continued. You know, okay. um, pretty cool. A lot of fun. Lots just action packed crime story. Um, we go into a flashback at one point where Valance kills a bunch of stormtroopers in like a bar, and we kind of learn why he hates the Empire so much. It turns out he was actually a stormtrooper back in the day, and they left him for dead, and that's why he, he uh, you know, he got injured, and that's why he's a cyborg now. Um, Damn. You know, uh, and, but, you know, Tonga, I'm not too familiar with Tonga. I guess she was in one of the Vader books I haven't read. But other than that, um, this is just fun gangster shit, you know? It's like Snatch, you know, or True Romance, you know, when all the, all everybody's after the same score, you know, like one of those westerns, you know. So this is just, you know, Star Wars with like with gangster style, you know. <laughs> it's just, it's just fun, you know. I, I don't, I, yeah, like comic cast like shit all over this book. They didn't like it. I'm like, what the hell, man? The a, art's a recent off- episode. <laughs> yeah, like the, uh, the the art is awesome. You know, it's act, it's full of action, and it's just a crime story set in the Star Wars universe. You know, gangsters and shit and. You know, I, I'm digging it. I think it's awesome. <laughs> I don't okay. know. I don't, so, yeah, I don't I, four out of five, man. <laughs> okay. All right. Since this is our last comic book reviews for who knows when, I decided to go an extra step and decided to get another book. Oh, okay. Okay. So, this one, Falcon and Winter Soldier number two. Oh, geez. Yeah. That's the one you went with? <laughs> That's the one I went with. I was like, fuck <laughs> it. Not anything else, not Hellions or anything. <laughs> I decided to go with this one. Um, Let's just jump into it. Okay, so like I said, uh, they got their ass kicked by Justin Bieber last last issue. Uh, they but he did tell them where he was going next. Apparently, there's a uh, Baron Zemo has a prodigy that he's been training that is going on this this uh, train that is leaving for Buffalo. And if they leave in time to catch it, that's what he told them last time when he kicked their ass. It was like, well, let's go get them. So they put the suits back on. They fly to this train. They find the train. Uh, they go into the first car, so they like, okay, what do you think Baron Zemo's prodigy look like? Well, he probably wearing a stupid ass purple mask and shit like that. So they go on the first train, they look around, as soon as they look around, they spot somebody, and everybody on the train yells out Hill Hydra and attacks them. So they start beating the shit out of them, and like it's just weird. People like an old ass lady, Bucky like knocks her teeth out and shit like that. They beat everybody on that car, uh, and they're like, how many cars left on this train? Uh, you got it's eight in total. So. Maybe this is just the one car with just a bunch of Hydra assassins on it. Maybe the other one's fine. They go to the next train, more Hydra assassins, third train, fourth train, fifth train, sixth train, seventh train, Hydra assassins. So most of the book is just them beating the shit out of people just all the way to get to the last train, get the last car. They finally get to the last car, put the guns out, and it's Baron Zemo. Not his prodigy, Baron Zemo. So obviously he's not dead. Punisher didn't kill him. All Punisher did was cut his left hand off, right hand off. Yeah, cut his right hand off. That's all he did. So he's missing a hand. Uh, but he's still alive. Bucky's like, I'm finna pull a, put a bullet in this dude right now. Pulls his gun out. Baron Zemo said, you're not going to kill me. Like, why the fuck am I not going to kill you? Because you need me. Because there is a power struggle going on right now with Hydra. I have my team. 
Meanwhile, there's this other guy that is trying to do a go uh, a global catastrophe that's just going to wipe out the United States. So you can either deal with me, or if you take me out, you deal with him. Now, if you deal with me, I'll help you find him. You can take that guy out. And, and Bucky's like, nah, I'm going to just kill you right now, man. I'm going to just take you out, and we're going to just deal with this guy later on. And, and Baron Simmons like, okay, Bucky, you can't be this stupid. I know you're a sidekick, but don't tell me Captain America had all the brains. You work for me now. Like, how the hell I work for you? I just told you. If you want to find that guy, I can tell you where to find him, that other Hydra uh, guy. And if you don't do it, since, Bucky, since you've been a government assassin on the lobe and killing all these guys and stuff like that, obviously the government wants that stuff under wraps. They don't want to know what people are doing because you're black ops. I'm going to leak that information out. And if I leak that information out, you're going to jail. So you have no choice but to work for me. I'll tell you where to find that guy to kick your ass in the last book. If you find him, you can follow the, uh, the trail to that other Hydra agent. So they he tells them where they are, and they get there, and they find his the the guy's parents, Justin Bieber's parents, whatever like that. And they're Captain America fans and shit. Book ends. So, yeah. Um, it was more exciting when I was reading than what I explained it. Now that I think about it, the half of the book was just them beating the shit out of, like, old ladies and shit. So, oh. <laughs> um, Oh, right. Look, I'm not asking for much. I, I just want to just give me a simple throwaway disposable book just with uh, Falcon and Bucky because they, they're pretty much uh, relieve the weapon. They're Riggs and Murtaugh. I mean, you know, yeah. Falcon, like, Falcon is the by the book, you know, dude. Bucky is Mel Gibson, pretty much. So I enjoyed that for what it was. Just their, you know, their back and forth. The buddy, it's a buddy cop book, so it gives me a little bit more thing with that. That interaction because it was sometimes oh cool sometimes kind of corny whatever like that overall i'm gonna give this a pass i'm gonna give it a 3.5 out of 5 it's higher than what i gave the last book i didn't hate it it was what it whatever it was so, yeah all right well i guess the last book i'll do is transformers versus terminator you read that okay i did and i liked it i thought it was a lot of fun again like gomer then didn't like it i'm like what the but hell that's his okay. thing like he is the transformer guy <laughs> Yeah, um, but this is, it's cool. I, I don't know. What the hell? Like, it's, <laughs> I just hate everything. It's just, 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 just grumpy now. Yeah, I, I, it, so the um, a T-1000, or T-1000, T-800 goes back in time to 84 to stop the Decepticons from taking over Earth, you know. So, yeah, he meets, he meets up with Sarah Connor. They go to that volcano where, remember the arc? from the Transformers cartoon. Yeah, you know, yeah, the Transformers, uh, they, they haven't woken up. Well, the Decepticons woke up. They get to the Ark, and it turns out the Decepticons have already woken up, and they're already destroying the place. But they're able to save Prime. Okay. And that's kind of where it ends, you know. Um, I thought it was cool. I thought it was fun. I don't know. Um, Sarah Connor makes sense. She's part of the Terminator franchise. Why would you not have... Sarah Connor in there, right? Especially just Cause... rewriting it however you want. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's like the the human involved. <laughs> she's the only human, you know. Since where you can just have asshole robots fighting each other, right? You have know? a human in there somewhere. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf, something. Shit. Yeah, I mean, you know. So yeah, I mean, I thought the term you know, it begins in the future with the Terminator, um, you know, doing shit, and you know, and you know, and I've always. I got a love hate relationship with the Terminator. I love the first, well, the first movie I love. 
the second movie's cool too. But then it's yeah, then you have twenty years of shitty Terminator movies ever since then. They just have not gotten it right. But I still love the first Terminator movie. You know, especially when when I when he was the bad guy and he was you know just the just that that idea of a guy walking in with guns and getting shot up, an indestructible dude getting shot up. You know, that's always been just an awesome image. Fun you know, fact, O.J. Simpson had the role first, but the, he lost it because they said he was too nice. Oh, damn. They didn't believe he was a killer. <laughs> That's funny. But, um, and yeah, and, and and Arnold Schwarzenegger was supposed to play Reese at first, but he's like, no, nah, man, I want to play the robot. Right. You know, <laughs> you know? but it, I mean, Terminator, the first movie is like a horror movie, you know? And it was like, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. I remember being a little kid, fucking... This is right after Return of the Jedi. You know, Return of the Jedi was done. You know, as far as we knew back then, Star Wars was over. You know, that was it. There was no more Star I mean, sure, they had Ewoks on the fucking TV or droids and shit, you know, on the on Saturday morning cartoons. But that was, eh, you know. But, you know, Star Wars was kind of over. You know, sure, there was like Robotech and Voltron and Transformers, but those are cartoons. Right. And then, like, then the Terminator came out, you know. And it was rated R, and it was kind of scary, and it was just roses. It was like the cool, like the coolest thing a sci-fi fan going through Star Wars withdrawal could, you know, pick up afterwards. You know what I mean? Right. You know that that it hit it at the perfect time. You know, so I always have a, you know, and I remember trying to play, you know, with my GI Joes. I had Destro, and I'd put some Play-Doh on his face to make him look like half face and half robot you know what i'm saying so he was my terminator figure and shit <laughs> you know so yeah i mean i always enjoyed the terminator and i'm like hey he, him fighting the transformers sounds like a lot of fun i enjoyed it four out of five i don't know <laughs> what do i, I know do? We're, we're easy to please shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so like i said this is the last time we're going to do this type of format for a while we don't know what we're going to do next week or the week afterward we will restructure we will have conversations off you know off the podcast and just kind of collect our thoughts and you know brainstorm and see where we're going to go from there but if you listen this long definitely like share subscribe see like we're going to be okay these other podcasts i don't know what the fuck they're going to do yeah comic cast what, what the hell they're going to do I think they're going to go back. Well, that's probably what we can do. We could go back and read older shit. I think they're going to read older books and review them. And I know, I know they still, they're still talking to, you know, they artists have, and creators. Artists they're and having creators guests. Like you know, yeah. Cause, so. cause they ain't got shit to do. Cause all projects have been put on hold indefinitely. Right. You know, they're not, yeah, they're not doing shit. They're not making any money. You know, <laughs> I went on Twitter. Work the podcast circuit shit. <laughs> yeah. I went on Twitter and took Gail Simone's comic writing course and shit. You know, <laughs> you know, cause she ain't doing shit now, <laughs> you know, fucking David F. Walker's putting out tutorial videos on YouTube, <laughs> you know, yeah, so, shit, so hell Valiant giving away free comics yeah. on Twitter, like fucking I, I PDF, know, you just download them. I know some of them, like if I've seen like some, I don't know if it's IDW or if it's Dynamite or something, I've seen some companies saying if you buy if you buy any of their digital books, they'll give half 
the proceeds to a comic store or something like that or something like that. Oh, something. I've seen out. some like, yeah, you know, so they are trying to help out comic stores. Right. You know? Which I mean, you know, I, I, I get it. I get it. You know? Yeah. So, uh, but like I said, we got comic cast. We have the geese and comics. Uh, we have get valiant. Who, what are they going to do? Yeah. They're fucked. Yeah. Oh, well, they'll figure it out. They, uh, this is, yeah, they, yeah, it's a damn shame right after this movie comes out. You know what I mean? They can review. They can review the movie. There you go. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> now you quit saying you've been busy. You're not busy. You really don't have shit to do now. Uh, what do we got? Hulu TV. Uh, Wrestling Council. Hell, I think that's it. Maybe some more, but I'm forgetting them. Uh, I don't know what we're gonna do next week. We'll we'll figure it out. Like I said, this format the way we're doing the 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 podcast as we know it no longer works, so we have to figure something out. Stick with us. It'll be int- whatever we do. It'll be interesting, yeah. Or at least it'll be as interesting as what we have been doing. Yeah, I don't, I don't make too many promises. I don't want to set the expectations too high. Yeah, there's a pile of books that I haven't read stacking up over there that I'm sure I I got plenty of time to go through now. Yeah, you know? <laughs> don't worry, we'll be fine. This is yeah. we'll figure it out. This is this is next ish next episode will be the all new all different comic book books. We'll figure it out. <laughs> the new fifty two. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Same bullet time, same bullet channel.
pieces or I'm just in love with the puzzle But I had to leave her cause I know these girls these days ain't nothing but trouble I know I'm the one, damn it I made it, now look what I done I feel like I'm dreaming, I count all my blessings, I'm really elated I know I am legend, the one that I'm making, I know that it's real I hope they look up to me like we used to look up to Phil I know that you will, I lay a brick at a time for something I know I can build That's how we leave an impression, yes I believe in expression I got some secrets and weapons, that might just leave a concussion Give me three wishes, I think I'm Aladdin, but they ain't no genie to bless us yeah. I ain't had nothing, just me and the heater at night to be sleep on a dresser right. I cannot fold, I hit on my goals, I did it with pride, did it with pride. Ain't nothing worse than losing your hero and couldn't say bye And we never know, just when it's our time, and legends are gone And we don't know why, so before they go, look, here go a toast So give them a rose while they still alive I'm feeling like Will, I feel like a prince, I'm feeling myself I'm loaded with bills, cause I was in blessed with no Uncle Phil Don't know how it feels, I wanted to flex, they told me to chill I'm making a flip, my life is a flick mm.